Hello, everyone. This is Dr. Pamela Brewer welcoming you to this edition of Mind Talk and to this edition of 530 here on Mind Talk. 530 is the special programming that we do here, which is a focus on the life of a gentleman who was diagnosed with mixed dementia on 530, May 30th. He is also someone who has been part of the Mind Talk team for 25 years of its 25-year existence. And with that, allow me to introduce to you Mr. Jim Brown. Jim, welcome. Thank you very much for that beautiful introduction. Jim, we haven't done a conversation with you for a few weeks. I know that short-term memory is a challenge for you. Do I have your permission to remind you of some of the conversations we've had? Sure. sure. We have talked about the what everybody is talking about these days, certainly, which is COVID-19. But one of the things that we have talked about is some of the similarity in alleged reported symptoms that you have that predate COVID virus that are not the virus, but that are in fact potential experiences for people with Alzheimer's. So is it okay if we do a little bit of digging into that? Sure. Okay. One of the uh, consequences of the virus, uh, it has been said, is the loss of ability to smell. Um, and there have been conversations about how dangerous that is when one loses the ability to smell. Certainly there are odors in the environment that if you can't smell them, you really are kind of susceptible to anything that they might mean. For you, the, the loss of your ability to smell is several years standing. And even as you were going to doctors, no one ever said to you, you know, let's, people have said to you, let's dig further, but no one has said, let's dig further to see if in fact, maybe this is part of the dementia spectrum. What are your thoughts about that today? It's, um, it's, it's, it's frightening. Uh, I can remember an incident about uh, three years ago where someone came to my house and said, I smell gas. And I said, uh, but I don't smell the gas. And they went to look and found out that the gas stove was on and I didn't smell it. That frightened me. That alerted me to the fact that uh, the sense of smell is a very important part of living that you have, you have to depend on. It's one of the senses that you depend on. And if you have to have uh, that sense up and ready and available s for your own safety. Uh, so that, that caused me some problems then. This has been at least three or four years ago now. So uh, yes, it, it is very important that we pay attention to all aspects of our senses, all aspects of our body, so that we know exactly where we are, what we're doing, and how to govern our lives to a point where we can get a, a, a get the benefits of, of life as as we live it a another um, 
experience with Alzheimer's can be difficulties with your vision, not that you can't see, but that it's difficult to interpret what you see. So for example, you might read a letter, uh, or, or read a word rather, or a series of numbers, and you can read. I mean, that's not the issue. You can see the numbers. That's not the issue. But when you speak them, you speak something different from what you read or what you hear. It's typically with the first letter or number. Again, that could be interpreted as many things, but for you, it is certainly part of the diagnostic spectrum. Uh, you, as we've learned over time, have a particular sensitivity to heat and cold. Again, when we typically think about Alzheimer's, we think about the memory issue. But as you and I are discussing today, it really is a whole body experience. True, true. Um, the, the point of uh, understanding uh, what happens to your whole body comes into play when you start to uh, recall issues and events and so forth and find out that that uh, that something is missing that there is a problem with uh, with you not knowing or not hearing uh, something or a piece of something that causes you to uh, uh, not be able to respond totally to what's being said or what what your thoughts are. Um, so it causes it, it, it causes concern. Yes, and I get I get very varying responses from things that I say because of that. Because people may not clearly understand what I'm saying, and I may not clearly express what I'm sensing or what I feel or what I'm meaning. Well, the other thing that happens, uh, as the neurologist explained to you and you explained to me, was that there can be a lag between the input and the output, if you will. So there can be a lag between what you perceive, the information that you're getting, and the way in which you're interpreting it, and then, and then articulating it back out. So that can also be disconcerting for you and, and perhaps for others as well. It's possible. I, 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 I'm not ruling out anything. I, I, I'm saying that there's a, there's a definite something going on that, is, that gives me the feeling that I'm missing something, that something is missing. Uh, I have to experiment more to find out exactly what that is and what's missing. One of the uh, things that doctors often tell you uh, and just talk about in general for the health of all human beings is the ability to socialize and, and connect with other people. And certainly for you, what doctors have said is that the socialization is stimulates you emotionally, stimulates you physically, stimulates you socially. In these days of the coronavirus, can't really go and hang out with your buddies, but you have found a way to interact with your peers online. 
which is what so many people are doing nowadays. What's that felt like for you? It, it's, it's a great sense of reconnection uh, because it's been months. For instance, there, there's a group that I meet with on a, on, a, on, a, on a monthly basis, and for a long time we hadn't been able to meet. And when we did start to meet a week or so ago, uh, just being able to meet with them online and all of us see our, see each other's face and respond to each other one on one, it makes a great deal. It is it, 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 a great sense of satisfaction, not as as satisfying as it would be if we were in the same room, but we have um, gotten used to uh, the technological. Uh, uh, technological skills that we have and been able to, to still have a meeting and be able to respond to each other as if we were almost there. It's not the same as being in the same room, but it is a, a, a connection that we needed, that we use, and it has given me personally a great deal of um, section to be uh, of satisfaction to be able to to um, to connect with guys that way now one of the things that just happened in what you said is an example of some of the things that happen fairly regularly and that is when you uh, begin to mischaracterize passages of time in fact, what you have said to me is that this is a group that meets not monthly, but weekly. But just a moment ago, as you were talking about it, your sense of awareness was that it was a monthly group. Well, th there are two groups. There's a group that we used to we used to meet on a weekly basis. We call it an I group, and then there was a uh, uh, that was on a weekly basis. Then there's another group that we meet on a monthly basis. And I wanted to, to, to get them both in, and I was talking about both groups at the same time. But, yes, I did mix them up a bit. But I'm, I'm kind of uh, not really concerned about that. I'm just, I know that, that, that ideally I'm talking about the groups not meeting uh, uh, like every day or every week or so forth, but I'm talking about the groups meeting. And the fact that we meet, it's, it's, it's very good. Uh, the actual time, yes, I did get it mixed up because I was really in my head I'm thinking about both groups at the same time and we, and, and we don't one group would meet once a month another group would meet weekly uh, so that that was that was me actually as as I understand it from from you Jim both groups actually do meet weekly but on different days but but let's move on from there because there was a, a conversation that you shared with me about one group in particular where you were, it, it, it was a, a Zoom or FaceTime or I don't know, whatever kind of meeting in which you were able to actually see each other. And you were talking to one person, but you were actually calling him by the name of another person, both of whom you were seeing at the same time on the same screen. Do, do you recall that conversation? Yeah. Can you talk a little bit about that experience and your awareness of it after the meeting was over? One brother was c 
called me a few days before the meeting to discuss um, some matters with me, and uh, I was had heard from him quite a while. And then when I, he called, we were able to talk for a while, and then I wanted to let him know during the meeting that uh, I was really uh, pleased that he had called, and I was impressed that he had had taken the time out to call me because he hadn't spoken to me in almost a year. Well, not a year, but several months. And so uh, I, I wanted to compliment him and thank him for calling me. And uh, when I did that, I called him by the name of another brother in, the, in, 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 in who was also in that meeting, present at that meeting. And uh, uh, that... I didn't realize that I had done that until after at the end of the meeting, so I never corrected it. So at our next meeting, I'm gonna I will correct that and let him know that I I I I, <laughs> I called him uh, by the other brother's name when actually I was speaking to him. So let him know that you really didn't mean to change his name. Exactly. <laughs> it, it it's those little moments in time, though. At at this point, you can often reflect and recognize what did or didn't happen. Um, over time, that ability could very well change. Do you ever think about that? Yes, I think about that a lot. Um, that was uh, something that happened. That's the first time something like that had happened to me in that way. Uh, but it, 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 it is something that I need to pay more attention to uh, to make sure it, it doesn't, um, not that it doesn't happen, but when it happens to be more aware of it and be able to correct it or, or adjust it on the fly rather than letting it go by like this. This has gone by for, for a few days now, and uh, I feel each day I feel um, that I need to somehow bring it up and be... Uh, and correct it, uh, and so I'm going to do it at our very next meeting, which is within a day or so. You know, I, I, I would ask you, though, I mean, as I said, right now you are able to reflect on an experience like that and go back and revisit it and talk about it. Um, it is not something that you do intentionally. I, it is something that happens and is likely to continue to happen. So hopefully you won't you you won't be what am i trying to say you will be concerned but you you will think about it in a different way you will recognize that this is something that happens this is something that will happen and maybe you can even let folks know that this is just part of your experience and and to that extent maybe not focus on it so much well, it's, it, it's not that something that I shouldn't focus on. It's something that I should really be aware of and let people know that I'm aware of it and be very careful uh, in my explanation of it to let folks know that it's something that's happening because of my conditioning and that it has to be uh, a way to correct it because if it... If I don't say anything about it, then people will get the wrong impression. I'm, I'm, a, I'm, I'm judging that people will get the wrong impression and, 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 and not really understand. 
well, hopefully people will not so much get the wrong impression, but understand that these are changes that are happening that are to be expected uh, and that you really are doing very much the best that you can. Hopefully that's what people will learn. And I think that's one of your goals for even doing 530 is to let folks know about some of the kinds of changes that could could occur to heighten their awareness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that changes that will occur, that will occur. Um, it's just that I have to, in my own my own judgment of myself, my own feeling for myself is to try and be uh, on top of them when they happen. Is try to uh, acknowledge it when it happens as much as you can. Yes. Until that's just not a skill set. Does that make sense? Mm, yeah. I, I want to acknowledge it and make sure that it that it uh, that I can um, that I can respond to it as much as I can. An- another uh, potential experience of those dealing with uh, various forms of dementia is your balance. And your gait, and you talked before about the difference in how you s- literally physically see things and interpret what you see, and then sort of adjust your body based on that interpretation. Yeah, there's there's an understanding that I've uh, that I have uh, acquired uh, over the past few several months now. Uh, that's because of, uh, of I, I did some physical therapy a few months ago. And uh, during my conversation with the physical therapist, I realized that there's senses within the body that we don't we take for granted. Uh, the coordination between our sight, our sound, our touch, and so forth is so important in terms of how we carry our body, how we, how, we, how we carry our torso, how we move our legs and so forth. It's very important. And uh, when, that, when those things are off, uh, it, it affects how you step, it affects your balance, it affects everything that you do uh, on a physical level. So uh, those are things that we, ex- that in physical therapy sessions, we exercise on, we exercise with, we work with, and in working those problems out, I was able to to readjust my my movement and everything to a point where my balance got better, and my uh, my ability to, s- to 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 walk and sit and talk and so forth was was much better. But it all had to do with me beginning to to really organize or really pull those senses back together and coordinate them in a way so that that I can really function the way I should function. One of the things that you heard me say by way of introduction was that you had been a member of this Mind Talk team for 25 of its 25 years. And we are now rapidly coming to the point where We've said we're going to take a hiatus for several months uh, and then come back with a mind talk that is 
likely to be less intensive from an engineering perspective. What's your thought about that? That's another huge change in your life. Yes, it is. And when it happens, I'll, I'll adjust however I need to to make it happen so that we can continue the show. Uh, it's very um, important to me that, um, that the show continues and it's, it's um, however, whatever I have to adjust to do, I'm going to make it happen. Uh, that's my determination. Um, we have this, I call it, we have this job to do, and the job to me is to, to try and bring as much uh, mental health knowledge and information to people as possible to help them, to stimulate them, to to stimulate ourselves as well. So it's 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 work that I will continue to do, and exactly what level and however we do it is what depends on time and and availability and so forth. But I will not not I'll miss doing it, and I'll I'll understand what it's all about. But I'm not I don't want to stop doing it. I just want to continue to do as much of it as I can. And your obvious commitment to sharing educational mental health information, I think, is, is borne out by, quite frankly, 25 years of being a part of this team. And for that, I know our listeners, and certainly I am grateful uh, for your dedication. I think we are at a point where we need to take a break. Uh, so we're going to do that. Folks, this is Pamela Brewer. You are listening to a conversation with Jim Brown, who is the star, if you will, of 530, which is a special feature of Mind Talk. My name is Pamela Brewer. <laughs> So, Jim, we've talked about, again, several senses uh, that have been impacted upon by uh, your experience of dementia. One of the things that you have said is that it is useful for you when people are talking to you if they give you one or two pieces of information for you to sort of think about and reflect on rather than a list of five or six or seven. Are there more things that people can do differently? Is there guidance that you would like to share with those listening who are caregivers? Not really. I, I would be very cautious and very careful with trying to direct people Popping. on how to respond to me because it, it, it may be uh, not 
their way of um Anyway, I don't want to give them anything, any other jobs to do other than just be themselves and be normal uh, and be as concerned and as focused on what they want to say to me and how they want to treat me as possible. Uh, I don't want to have to to ha have them do anything special just to talk to me. I want them to be able to communicate with me as normal, uh, to be as normal as possible so that that I can get uh, the most out of whatever interaction I'm going to have with them as possible. Well, I, I certainly understand that, but there there is a point at which I would suggest those who are caregivers have to broaden their level of awareness about what's going to be the most useful way of communicating not only for those who are caregivers but for those who are having the experience you know the the ways in which you used to think and talk and process and focus some time ago is very different from the way you think and process and focus now what kinds of things do you enjoy doing that you believe are just sort of helpful to your memory skills? Is there anything? Uh, talking to people. Okay. Uh, listening to music, listening to shows, and having conversations with people. Um, today I picked up uh, a very complicated crossword puzzle that uh, – uh, just been laying around for a long time, and I start to work that. How'd you do? I did well, uh, better than I thought I would do. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a, the important thing is that you, you, you I, I, I do things like that, and I should have been doing this a long time ago. Uh, but I just started today, and it's 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 important that I continue to do the, those kinds of things that would exercise me and exercise my brain and exercise my mind uh, that's that's going to help me to to uh, to get through this whole uh, situation uh, much better um, it's, 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 it's important to me that I do that and I realize how helpful it is for me to do that because it, it gives me a greater sense of, 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 of worthiness a greater sense of self um, it's important to me that I do uh, maintain a level of sanity that uh, that keeps me focused on me, and not allow me to 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 drift off into uh, what we call it daydreaming and so forth, so that I don't uh, I can stay focused on on me and people around me. And uh, I know that we're just about out of time, but all I would ask of you and of others who are similarly situated as well as caregivers is to be able to develop an, uh, an expansive air of compassion and sensitivity. Things are changing, things will change. You do the best that you can recognizing that things will change. But also, I think what you're making very clear is that a diagnosis doesn't mean now you sit down and you just wait for your life to happen to you. You are still 
being active and doing the best that you can and all that you can to be fully connected to yourself and the world around you. And for that, I would say that we are all grateful, and I thank you for your time today. Well, thank you for this opportunity because it, it does mean a lot to me to be able to um, uh, express myself this way and uh, to continue to do as much as I can to help uh, and as many people as possible who are involved or who have this 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 diagnosis uh, to uh, to be as productive as they can for as long as they can, and uh, that's that's what I'm about. That's what I want to try and, and do, because so long we had uh, many 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 years of this going on and people not knowing anything about it, and never really talked to anybody about it because they they don't know how. Right. And so I'm trying to provide a platform so they can at least talk about it okay and and again i i'm certain that i speak for all those who know you and all those who are listening to thank you for your willingness to have what are sometimes painful and difficult conversations and folks thank you for joining us today on this edition of 530 here at mind talk mind talk is available to you on demand by going to m y ndtalk.org. That's mynndtalk.org. If you would like to send an email to Pamela or Jim, you can do so by sending an email to Pamela, P A M E L A, at mynndtalk.org. MindTalk is not intended to be a replacement for any work you may choose to do with a medical or mental health professional. It is provided for entertainment and educational purposes. And folks, one last word. You've heard it before, probably. If it's unacceptable, it's unacceptable. Take care. <laughs>